Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, it is so good to be in your presence, to be able to sit at your feet, to hear your word. Speak now. Speak to our hearts and to our minds. Strengthen our faith. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, little fill in the blank. When it rains, it. If anything can go wrong, it. Oh, wrong. Well, you guys know that. Well, that was especially true for a little boy named Alexander on his terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And let me tell you, this boy has a bad day. I mean, he wakes up with gum in his hair. He goes to school and his best friend announces to him that he's no longer his best friend. Now he's his third best friend. And he goes to the dentist and he's got a cavity and it just goes on and on from there. And at the end of each new bad thing, Alexander announces, I'm moving to Australia. Well, I thought I'd read the end of the book for you here. Anybody read this book before? I think so. Okay, I love it. And this one's true. There were lima beans for dinner, and I hate lima beans. There was kissing on TV, and I hate kissing. My bath was too hot. I got soap in my eyes. My marble went down the drain, and I had to wear my railroad train pajamas. I hate my railroad train pajamas. When I went to bed, Nick took back the pillow he said I could keep, and the Mickey Mouse nightlight burned out, and I bit my tongue. The cat wants to sleep with Anthony, not with me. It, was a, it has been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. My mom says... Some days are like that, even in Australia. Love that book. Ever had days like that? Well, let me tell you, Job is the poster child for what it means to have a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Nothing could have prepared him for what was to happen. And one day he lost everything, all his property, all his possessions, gone. All his servants killed except the ones that were able to come back and tell them all the bad things that had happened. In one moment, all his children, all ten, are killed and gone. Talk about when it rains, it pours. See, when something catastrophic happens, we have three choices. We can let it destroy us. We can let it define us. Or we can let it develop us. And it's that last one I want to talk about today. How do you let something tragic how does the worst things in life how can they be made to help us develop and grow and there's a there's a a simple answer 
the key is to surrender to God. If you, if you read the text, that's exactly what Job does. Last couple verses of chapter 1. After all that, Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head. Then he fell on the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Did you catch that? The very first thing he did was worship. And that's really the first thing it means to surrender to God, is to continue to worship and pray, no matter what. You see, our first reaction, our first reaction for many people when bad things happen is to turn away, to run from God, to go as far in the other direction as we can. Why? Because at those moments, it's easy to blame Him. We're shocked. We're taken off guard. We're angry. So we run. And don't get me wrong, those are okay as reactions. They're actually natural reactions. The damage is done when we hold on to those things. There was a man in Nebraska. When his wife died in childbirth, he never went to church again. His anger with God poisoned his relationship with God and his relationship with the son that had been born. Grandma was made to raise the boy. Father would have nothing to do with him. See, I want you to think about this. When there's been damage done to a relationship, There's only one way to heal that relationship. And that's to talk to the person you're upset with. Folks, I remember a young lady, her husband killed by a drunk driver in the middle of the day on the interstate coming out of Texarkana. I remember saying to her, you're probably going to have some anger with God. And it's okay. Just don't quit talking to him. Talk to him about your anger. He can handle it. Find a way to continue to be in worship. Job found a way. Into that terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, what did he pray? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, that word Lord there is God's most frequently used name in the Old Testament. It's the name Yahweh. It means, I am who I am. See, Yahweh is the God who is and who was and who is to come. He is the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the God who was there and taking care of you on the good days is also the God who is still there on the bad days and hasn't changed one 
bit. God is a God you can count on. When you come to Him, He welcomes you. When you express your anger, He forgives you. He restores you. He loves you. That's the God you meet in Jesus Christ. You know, when we say Jesus Christ is Lord, you know what we're saying? We're saying Jesus Christ is Yahweh. He's the God you can count on even when you don't understand the why, which is most of the time. So the first thing in surrender is to continue in worship and prayer. The second thing is to accept all that he gives in faith and catch that word all. I should have had it underlined. Another one of God's names in Scripture and in Job is El Shaddai. In fact, it, it means the Almighty. It's, it's one of Job's favorite names for God. He uses it like 31 times in the book of Job. Now I'm wondering, any of you been avoiding the news lately because it's so fearful? Any of you worried and fearful about the things that are happening in this world? I can understand why you are. When things like that happen, we'd rather not watch the news. We don't want to believe. I had people say, I can't believe. I've had people say that to me. I can't believe this is happening, Pastor. It doesn't seem real. But it is. There's a better way to deal with it than simply avoiding it. At such moments, remember that your God is El Shaddai. Your God is the Almighty. Putin is not in control. Satan is not in control. Neither, thank God, are you or me. Satan is not God's equal. I want you to remember that. Remember last week in, in Job chapter 1? Satan had to get God's permission before he could do anything. Job. And believe it or not, that's good news because it means the God who is in control, the one who is in control is the God who loved you so much he gave his own son to die on the cross for your sins and raised into life again. And by that death and resurrection, he destroyed him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Yes, your God loves you and he promises to make all things work for the good of those who love him. He is El Shaddai, the Almighty. He can do anything. That's where surrender comes in. You see, when you know He's in control, when you trust Him, you can accept anything that comes your way. Love the, you can be like the man who watched his wife die of cancer and then lifted his arms in triumph and said to his son, the cancer didn't win. The cancer didn't win. Jesus won. Mom is home. And the cancer is over. That's what Job did. 
Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's surrender. Accepting reality. Trusting in El Shaddai. In the almighty power of your loving God. Finally, surrender means you can surrender to God in hope. You know, a lot of times we think surrender negative. We think it means giving up. We think of it all as lost, and so we might as well quit. That, what's the use of fighting? I surrender. Not going on. In God's economy, surrendering to Him is not giving up. Surrendering to God is an act of hope. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a cry of hope. See, the book of Job presents to us one more name for God. Beyond um, Yahweh and El Shaddai, there's Elohah, which means to go up. Our God is the God who takes people who are down and raises them up. He takes people who have fallen into a pit and lifts them out of their pit and sets their feet on firm ground, sets them high upon a rock. He takes the dead, what is dead, and brings it to life again. He is, after all, the God who raised Jesus from the dead and seated him with him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Eloah promises that whatever we're going through is not the end of the story. For having come to us in baptism, he has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And so Eloah promises that he will bring Beauty from the ashes of life's tragedy. He will turn our mourning into dancing and put off our sackcloth. No matter what's happening in life, with Elohah as your God, yours is the certainty that when Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with Him in glory. Because your God is the God who raises up. Now, February 6, 1870, a pastor by the name of George Miller in Bristol, England, lost his wife, Mary. She died from rheumatic fever. They had been married for 39 years. And somehow he found the strength to preach at her funeral. This is what he said. I miss her in numberless ways and shall miss her yet more and more. But as a child of God and as a servant of the Lord Jesus, I bow to the will of my heavenly Father. I pray thy will be done. And so I kiss continually the hand that has afflicted me, the hand of my God. That's another way of, another word for that is surrender. 
acceptance. How do I do that? I surrender to whatever my present circumstances are that I can't control because I have a God who can. I have God's names. I have Yahweh. I have El Shaddai and Elohah. And all of them come together and are summed up in His greatest name. Jesus. So I thank God for His gifts while I have them. And I release them when the time comes to let them go. The Lord gave. and The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen.